two most important factors for muscle building. Here they are. So throughout the course of the year, I've done a number of different training modalities and uh, most recently I've been doing a low volume training program, which is, and they've all sort of yielded virtually identical results uh, to one another with uh, the, the one constant being that I've been in a caloric deficit for almost the entire year. Um, so I've, I've come to really firmly believe that the differences between whether it's volume, frequency, or rep range, they, they really don't make a ton of difference as long as they're sort of within a certain range. Um, which brings me to the main topic for today, which is the two most important factors for building muscle. Here they are. Technique and progression with consistent, with consistent technique. So probably most people would agree that progressive overload is one of the main drivers of muscle growth, um, if not the main driver. But the thing is, it has to be uh, true progression. And in order to ensure that it's true, the one way you would do that is by maintaining consistent form or execution or technique, however you want to phrase that. So that's why for for me, I find it easier to think of it in terms of technique is coming first. So master your technique and then progress within that. And that's what I find to be most effective. Um, so it really speaks to the fact that I, I find progression on the, especially on the large compound moves uh, while in a caloric deficit seems to be for the most part, an act in futility. And, and they say that, you know, building muscle, in a, unless you're a noob or coming off an injury or something, uh, building muscle in a caloric deficit is extremely, not even just that it's hard to do, but that it's not likely to do. And the more extreme the uh, caloric deficit, the more trouble one would have doing that. It's not, it's not just their mere factor that the mere fact that you're you don't have the excess calories to build the muscle there's that that's kind of one aspect of it but also the fact that you just can't progress this is what i found is that you just can't progress in terms of lifting heavier and heavier and heavier when when you're in that state and we we know this to be true even the the best in the world you see them i think it was chris bumstead was talking recently about how his lifts have declined since he's been uh, dieting down for his latest show. And so, you know, if it happens to the best of them, I'm sure it'll happen to the worst of us as well. That, you know, it's um, progression is not, uh, in terms of uh, the, the load and the volume and those kinds of things, uh, not very likely to occur when you're in a caloric deficit. Now, that being said, I just said volume, I suppose, I suppose you could in a sense, and, and maybe that would be the way to go about it, thinking about it 
as I say it, is if you want to create some kind of progression, but you know that you're not going to be able to progress with weight, uh, load, or reps per se, there might be other ways via volume or decreasing rest between sets or... It, but it, it has to be incremental, right? Because otherwise then the progression will stop. Uh, just to qualify what I'm talking about, when I say that uh, technique in a way almost trumps progression, or at least it trumps it if your, your technique is not consistent, you think about it in terms of any press you want. Um, let's say bench press. You could add, I don't know, you could double the weight. You could double the weight, but if the range of motion is only a tiny bit, if you only move the, the weight, say, an inch, as opposed to a foot, uh, that can't be considered true progression. You haven't strengthened the muscle within the entire range of motion. Same thing with if you change the speed too much, so you just bounce up and down really fast without putting any tension on the mus muscle. Again, that's not, even though you've put more weight on the bar, it's not progression, or at least it's not, it's not progression with consistent technique, therefore not true progression. So the practical takeaway here is that when we're designing a program, the main thing we should be focusing on is setting it up so that we can see progression. How often should that progression be? Well, that's going to be something you might have to experiment with. Probably a good starting point is looking for progression about once a week. So for example, um, if you're doing a program that's, uh, a, you're, you're hitting every body part twice a week, uh, let's say you're hitting chest on Monday and Thursday, well, you probably, it's probably a bit early to be looking for progression on the Thursday. So after the Monday. So maybe you do a different set of movements on, on that day and then look to uh, progress on both of those types of movements on the following week. That kind of thing might be a, a reasonable startup. I know that on the low uh, volume dog crap training I was doing, I was, uh, progression was only going to happen every two weeks that you return to the, the lifts every two weeks and then make progress that way um, another thing the the other thing I think that is a good thing to think about in terms of designing a program is I'm a big fan these days of training head to toe training every single body part because the thing is my tendency tends to be to neglect things like forearms things like calves even abs sometimes especially when I'm gaining muscle I tend to um, I, I tend to neglect my abs. Uh, traps is one that sometimes I neglect. Lower back, those kinds of things. So, so in ensuring a program that can can get all of those things. Personally, I find that because there's so many parts of the back, I almost have to train back on its own sometimes. Uh, that's that's okay. Just design your program so that it gets everything. And then really do your best to maintain consistent form, consistent technique. So this includes the tempo that you're using. This includes the, the range of motion. Um, 
the way that I personally prefer in terms of creating progression is by setting up a rep range. So it might be say seven to 10 reps. If I can, if I'm within that range, that's okay. It means I'm using probably the right range with consistent technique. And once I can get to the top number of that, it's, it's like, okay, good. Now I can add on some weight and it's incremental. So it's just enough weight that hopefully I'll get to the lower end of that. So for example, if I'm lifting a hundred pounds and I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this for 10 or maybe even 11 reps. Perfect. Now I'm going to add say five pounds to that. And with the attempt, with the knowledge that I'll probably be able to do fewer reps, hopefully I can get around seven reps and that's perfect. And then I can keep working with that weight until I can get it up to the 10 or 11 rep range. So that's my preferred way to ensure progress. So I think I'm gonna leave it there for today. I have another one uh, idea for another episode that I think is gonna be really cool uh, that I'm, I'm gonna be releasing in the next day or two. So I will catch you then. Technique and progressive overload.